1: Hi, I'm Ron Barr, and this is today's edition of Ron Barr's Sports Byline USA podcast on the 8-Side Network. In our continuing series, we remember, we remember Hall of Fame center Bob Lanier, who recently passed away. He played 14 seasons with Detroit and Milwaukee and was a force when the game was dominated by big men. Lanier was the number one overall pick who averaged 20 points and 10 rebounds for his career. I asked him, what is the difference in today's NBA and when he played?
2: Our game is so global now. Um, you know, if you um, do something tonight, they know about it in China. <laughs> you know what I mean? They and, and they know about your statistics. They wear your jerseys. Uh, the influence of our international players is like, I think we have 75-plus international players in our league today, uh, and they they're doing a wonderful job of being productive. Uh, and back when I played, uh, if there was one in the entire league, that was a lot. Uh,
1: I I do know that when the NHL uh, had the Eastern European and the European players coming into the league, it really was an influence that they not had before. What influence has the foreign player brought to the NBA?
2: Well, one of the big things that European players have is they have basic skills. They don't have the run and jump type of uh, athleticism. But they have, um, you know, the basics where cutting without the ball, uh, stand-up shooting, passing, because you're playing influence is a lot of uh, motion. And so guys have to have shooting, passing, dribbling skills, uh, and they all seem to have that um, pretty well in tow.
1: They're pretty methodical, are they? Not about the game instead of being flamboyant like the American player is?
2: Well, because I don't think that they, they grew up with all of the uh, images in their minds all the time. Uh, and so uh, a lot of them have learned the game through translation of uh, coaches interpreting what they saw to them. You know what I'm saying? Sure.
1: And, and also, Bob, the influence of the playground, you did not have that over in other parts of the uh, world. No,
2: no, no, Schoolyard basketball. <laughs> At, you know, where you could go down to the schoolyard and play against some of the great used to bees, you know what i mean so the so that the used to bees would be down at the playground, and then the guys that are in the college or the pro guys that come back in town uh that made it and and people were talking stuff, and there was people barbecuing all around, and people were. Well, it was just an exciting weekend on a Saturday and Sunday, especially in the summer, to see these kinds of things.
1: And why did some of the players off the playground make it and others not? I mean, there are legends, of course, like Helicopter Herman in, in New York, and there have been others that simply were great on the playground but never made it to the pros. Why did that happen, because
2: Bob? You, it, it, a lot of times you have to be able to fit. When you get into the pros, you know, you got and a lot of things you can get away with in the playground because of style and sizzle versus substance, you know, like carrying the basketball or uh, double dribbling or moving your pivot foot. All those kinds of things that guys can get into bad habits doing, but they can look good because they can say, "ooh" and I on a playground. And in the NBA, you might hear a whistle. Oop! can't do that.
1: So, in other words, the undisciplined nature of the playboy, uh, playground game did not fit in with the structure of the NBA. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and also, you have to be able – I remember Al Adels told me one thing. If you can play defense and you can find a role in the game, anybody can play in the NBA.
2: Wow, well, you know, I, I I won't go that far. I mean, I, I think it takes uh, a lot of savvy and talent uh, to be able to make it on our level. Uh, and then it takes – focused to to endure because uh you know you you have that two and a half hour day that you're working and practicing on your game and 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 guys have a tendency to have a lot of spare time and so you could get caught up in a lot of different things if you make bad choices even though you might be a good player if you make bad choices uh, bad things could happen to you.
1: Has the playground game had some bad influence on the fundamentals of the players today?
2: Well, I think so. You know, yeah, a lot of it, but but a lot of our players too, kind of go back to the playground. You know, in New York City at Rucker Park. Now they right. have a very live league um, that a lot of the pros go back and and just trying to hone their skills and try to um, you know feel you know, the the earth moving again under their feet.
1: You know, I was thinking about you this afternoon, knowing that you were going to be on. I'm going to take you back because I know you remember this, but I was just starting out in the profession as a sportscaster, and one of the things I covered was a regional basketball tournament, NCAA regional basketball tournament. It was at South Carolina. St. Bonaventure was playing, and I don't recall who they were playing, but you got hurt in that game. Villanova. Villanova, that's it. They took you into the locker room, after the ball game, and I will never forget walking in and seeing you on the trainer's table. You did what to your ankle in that game? No, no, that was my knee. It was your knee, okay. A, uh,
2: medial collateral ligament. and That's uh, right. in the knee, and uh, that was in the um, Eastern Regional Finals game.
1: And I, I looked at you, and was that in your senior year? Was that your last year? That was my last year. Yeah, what went through your mind as you were sitting there on the table because you were looking forward to playing in the NBA and here you blow out a knee?
2: It was cold. (laughs) (laughs) I was
1: freezing
2: (laughs) in the locker room. You know what? In all seriousness, I didn't know that I was like um, really out of it for good right then Um, because when I first got hurt, I, I got up and I still tried to run, and then I couldn't cut. Uh, and I didn't realize it then, but when you when you mess up that medial collateral ligament, it stabilizes you being able to cut. And um, and so I was waiting for the doctor to come in there, and just um, I really thought I was going to be going uh, to the Final Four, really.
1: Bob, when you look at the NBA, it certainly has transitioned from the time that you came into the league where it was a big man's league. uh, more of a guard league. Why do you think that's
2: happened? (laughs) I think uh, for some reason you don't have big, burly guys playing center anymore. Like When I was coming along, it was um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bob Rule, Bill Walton, uh, Willis Reed. There were a lot of uh, post-up players that could play with their backs to the basket and they could face up and do things. Uh, It just seems like even in today's game, uh, you don't have a lot of people that have great post-up games for whatever reason. A lot of people say it's because guys are not learning the game as well because they're more athletic and they're more concerned with uh, slam dunking than uh, performing on, on the basics of the game.
1: When you came in, uh, you mentioned about the post-up move. Was that just kind of an automatic for the big guys to be able to do that, and why has it become such a lost art?
2: Well, I think it was taught, uh, at least in my case, early on before we got to high school and throughout high school. It was uh, teaching you post-up moves, uh, doing a lot of the miking drills and things like that, which were the the little hook drills that you would do down low. And, And I know a lot of times guys, in terms of coaches would would just really push us to get on the blocks and and up-and-down fakes, jump hooks, up-and-under kinds of things, a la Kevin McHale-type moves. Uh, And I don't know if you can – the game has to be taught to you in that vein. And and I just don't know if it's being taught to guys uh, like it was in yesterday.
1: The other thing, too, is that I think that the postman, the, that big guy did a lot of little things that maybe that the big guys today don't want to do because it's hard work. Would you agree with that? Well, I don't
2: believe that guys don't want to do it because it's hard work. I, I think that they don't do it because they don't know how to do it. I mean, in the games that I watch, and I watch a, a, a whole bunch of basketball games, I just think that guys just don't know how to do it because it's not being taught to them.
1: We've often heard about the big man's mentality. What is that?
2: Well, I think the big man's mentality basically is doing grunt work. You know, you know you're going to have to bump and grind, and you're going to have to take care of the mistakes that um, the people out in front of you make. Uh, and, and a lot of times the mentality, at least as it was given to me by Bill Russell, was to make people do something other than they want to do make them do one more thing if you don't block the shot make them change the shot or at least make one more pass and hope that a defender on your team is able to compensate
1: also when you take a look at the time you played you played in an era in which there were a lot of great big men talk to me about the battles how did you look upon going up against a kareem abdul jabbar how did you look upon going up against any big man that was dominant in the nba
2: well Back in those days, used to we used to take notes and watch films on what were strengths and weaknesses of guys. I mean, I had a book on everybody that I played against, and I knew what were their strengths, what were their weaknesses, and I knew what I could do against them as well. Um, and I don't know if if guys today do that same kind of homework on people, but. Uh, again, too, you don't know if this is necessary because, again, guys don't have the same kind of post-up skills that they had back in those days.
1: Bob Lanier, gone but never forgotten on Sports Byline. You have been listening to Ron Barr's Sports Byline USA podcast on the 8Side Network.